This podcast is a project of the Massachusetts Cultural Council, a state agency committed to building creative communities and inspiring creative minds. And it was my intention for the artist to listen to the researcher, the climatologist, anthropologist, or historian, to learn about what is troubling that researcher, and that maybe there could be some kind of intersection, and I would play the go-between. Hi, I'm Anita Walker, Executive Director of the Massachusetts Cultural Council, and welcome to Creative Minds Out Loud. Our guest today is Linda McInerney from Egg Tooth Productions. She is the founder and artistic director. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Anita. What is Egg Tooth Productions? Well, Egg Tooth Productions, I've been, I've been in the sort of valley theater business for about 32 years. And when I lived in Deerfield with my husband and our two children, uh, lived in Deerfield, Massachusetts, and we were called Old Deerfield Productions. But just a year ago, we moved to Greenfield, and my son said, you have to change the name of your, of your company, Mom. What are you going to do? And I said, well, I don't really know, dear. What do you think? He said, well, um, he's a brander and a, and a web designer. And he said, I've got this book called Don't don't call it that. And why don't we do? Uh, we don't, why don't we do a workshop together and come up with something, a word that expresses what you do? And so we spent the afternoon uh, avoiding moving, by the way, um, so we wouldn't have to pack up his room. And uh, we went through this entire workbook and had a great time uh, figuring out what it is that our theater company does. And it really is about breaking through, hatching new ideas commissioning new work, raising the chicks. I get to be the mama hen. I mean, you get you get it all. And, uh, and, and we came up with egg tooth, which is the little thing at the end of a baby bird's beak that blasts through the egg. I love it. <laughs> I'm glad I asked. <laughs> I was just going to ignore the name and assume everybody knew it. That is a great story. Thank you. Well, as you know, one of the reasons I was very excited to have an opportunity to talk to you on Creative Minds Out Loud is we at the Mass Cultural Council have always been interested in the intersection of arts and science. We know they both sort of sit on the platform of creativity. We know they're both about um, asking questions that don't have answers and having a comfort level with exploring things that there was no certain answer to. And you, I think, have been a little bit fascinated with that juxtaposition of art and science as well. And you've done something really interesting involving blind dates. Yes. Tell us about Thank it. you, Anita. Well, I'll tell you, I'll back it up just a little bit, is that uh, the way that we come up with our work at Eggtooth is to dig into what the biggest questions and challenges in our, in our human experience are. What are those problems and, and challenges? And to me, the biggest one on the planet is the planet, and that is what do we do about climate change, and how do we create a new language and a new story so that people have a deeper understanding of what is at stake, the fragility of our human species, and our interconnection with all living creatures on the earth, and how can art express that? So I was digging into that and bashing that around and trying to think of what we can do, because I think that artists really do change language and really do change the story and do change the way you perceive. So I bashed that around in my mind for a while, and I really just had what comes to me sometimes on a little television screen with a Trying to, trying to clarify the image, and I saw artists meeting climatologists on a blind date. And, um, and my thought was, is whatever, uh, if we did this, if we had these blind dates with artists and climatologists, then I would 
commission each of these artists to take whatever they receive from that meeting and make art. So I'll back it up. So here we go. So a blind date between, and I ended up um, uh, making phone calls. First of all, I made phone calls to all of my artist friends who I thought would be game to do this incredibly crazy project. And they all were. And they all said yes, every <laughs> one of them. And we named it. We called it the Full Disclosure Festival. Uh, and what we did is we, we've, I, I used the Banksy image, if you know this graffiti image of the flasher. And so it had a little whimsy in it, although so, so to open it up to having some some humor along with some very deep thoughts. So, so all of the artists said yes. There were six of them. And by the way, as the festival expanded um, out of my power, it took on this life of its own. There were many other artists who jumped in at the end. Um, so six artists. And then I thought, I will see if I can find climatologists. What's a climatologist exactly? I asked myself and I thought, well, let's look at the interwebs. And of course, you know, UMass uh, being just around the corner from us has a plethora of climatologists. And I thought, well, if we're thinking of place and we're thinking of planet and we're thinking of time, why not expand it to climatologists, anthropologists, and historians? And what I did was is I interviewed each of my artist pals and found out what they are intrigued by and then I was kind of a, a, a matchmaker. I put one artist with a researcher, and I didn't tell them anything about one another. And I um, let them meet at a bar, our local bar called Seymour. Thank you, Nathan, for letting us use Seymour right in downtown Greenfield. And wonderful GCTV, and thank you, Scott, for putting us on videotape. And I let them meet each other for the very first time. They each had one hour with drinks for free. Free drinks, always <laughs> helpful. Um, with drinks for free, they got to meet each other, and it was my intention for the artist to listen to the researcher, the climatologist, anthropologist, or historian, to learn about what is troubling that researcher, and that maybe there could be some kind of intersection, and I would play the go-between. But the thing that I loved about this, Anita, is literally, uh, with a glass of wine in hand, they fell in love with each other in the moment. There was no need for an intermediary. They just went off, and that is to a person. Uh, and, and by the way, each of these is, um, is recorded and on videotape and available to be seen at gctv.org. So all of the blind dates are there. And then what happened was each of the artists took the information or questions, as you're saying, that they received from, from this date and sort of stewed on it and thought about it and we talked about it and they tried to invent some kind of uh, response or interpretation or expression of what they received from that blind date. And my job uh, as the producer of the Full Disclosure Festival was to facilitate and find a home for each of these creations. And I will tell you that we had dance, we had theater, we had uh, immersive theater too, like a promenade theater piece. We had conceptual art, we had a painting we had uh, storefront uh, uh, displays. We had all kinds of different things. Everything, photography, almost every art form you can kind of imagine was a part of this festival that took place in June over two days. And audience members just were completely immersed in downtown Greenfield. And also as a, as a sidebar, uh, my, one of my deeper intentions was to draw people to downtown Greenfield, a wonderful burgeoning renaissance of an, of an art scene happening in this 
sort of pull them up by the bootstraps kind of a little town that I've fallen deeply in love with, and to find a way to make place so that people could think of Greenfield as a place to go, to see something creative, and to have an experience, and to have their eyes and minds and hearts, most importantly, hearts opened to something exciting and new. John Bechtold, the gentleman with whom I am now working on a fully immersive winter's tale that will take place in the Arts Block building uh, on September, at the end of September. Um, he is a brilliant guy, and he has studied with Punch Drunk, who you may have heard of because they created, uh, among many other works, the immersive uh, Sleep No More in, in New York. That is, you walk through this wonderful old building and, and experience different parts of um, the Scottish play. And so I'm working with him on this. He did a piece where he met with a climatologist, and the climatologist told him all about the uh, fear of the glaciologist, actually, and um, Julie uh, Brigham Gret. Julie Brigham Gret is her name again from the University of Massachusetts, and she talked about glaciers melting and the horror that this is going to bring upon the world. There will be, within a hundred years, a loss of so many of our important cities, so many immigrants, so many homeless people. I mean, just the, the devastation is beyond your wildest dreams, and she has the proof, proof of it from looking at the melting of the glaciers. So what, what John did is he built uh, a binaural experience, and by that I mean when your brain interprets the sound that you receive in your two ears to surround your entire body. And what he did, did is in a one-on-one -on -one experience with an audience member, so, so everybody came in in like 10-minute increments, right? So a person comes in, they are led through uh, this journey throughout the town of Greenfield. So again, it's a place-making uh, kind of a situation, and then they are placed they have these um, earphones placed upon them, and you have a business card in your hand, and you are to meet this gentleman, and, and the gist of it is, is that you're in the future, but you have been invited because you remember what it was like before the glaciers melted. You remember what the world was like, and you have been invited to speak to this very special human being to uh, preserve the memory of what it used to be like while hearing a world where it's a very, very different world, right? So that's what you're hearing all around you. Does that does that make yeah, any sense? It's yeah. actually a difficult thing to describe in a verbal way because it's very much a visceral, yeah. embodied, affected experience. But that was the gist of John Bechtold's piece. You know, it's been said that the arts are the most powerful tool to explain and understand complicated ideas. I really believe this. And it sounds this. like that's exactly what you've been doing with this project. It's very important to me, and I've placed a lot of intention and attention upon it. Linda McInerney from Eggtooth Productions in Greenfield, another of our creative minds And out I have loud. to say, before we go and say goodbye to creative minds, these projects have all, thank you very much, been supported by the Massachusetts Cultural Council. Thank you very much, Anita. To learn more about this episode and to subscribe, visit creativemindsoutloud.org.